Hey everybody, and welcome to the Darkcast. This is DCI number 132, and I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I talk to Aldolfo Alguirre of Lienzo, a studio that's working on their sophomore project, a game called Hunter's Legacy. Hunter's Legacy is a 2D action platformer game uh, that is heavily inspired by old school games like Metroid and The Legend of Zelda. For more information, check out the show notes in this episode on darkstation.com where you can find links and trailers for the game. As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Aldolfo, thank you so much for joining us on the Darkcast. How are you doing? On the contrary, thank you so much for the invitation. I do apologize um, before beginning this for my accent. I am not a native English speaker. I'm, I'm from Mexico, so you may notice a sort of a weird pronunciation maybe on a few words, words here and there, so I'm sorry for that. Uh, you've but got I'm, nothing to apologize for. I'm we, doing we butcher fine. the English language enough as it is, so you probably speak it better than we do. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for that, and I'm doing excellent, I'm doing fine. A lot of work, a lot of stuff going on here, but very, uh, very, very fun thing to do always as a passionate and a game, game, gamer and a gaming enthusiast. This is uh, this is kind of a, my dream come true in a way being uh, working on games on the gaming industry and I'm doing I'm doing great and I'm um, thank you so much for having me on the podcast on the show it's always very nice to have the chance to talk to more and more people about what we are doing over here with our projects and our studio. Absolutely, talking about video games is is like the best part of anything that I do. Um, so that's always glad to have new people, and I think you're actually, I think you're the first uh, developer from Mexico that we've had on the show, so that is awesome. You get extra kudos for that. I, I don't know what you're going to do with those kudos, but they are yours for being the first on the Dark Cast, so congrats. Uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, now you mentioned that you know you're kind of getting into your dream here. Uh, from what I could tell, this is this is your first game that that you've made, right? Or at least commercially. Right. Yeah. Cool. So how did you kind of get into the industry? Uh, are you in college? Did you go to college? How did you learn how to code? Or do you code? Who who do you work with? All kinds of stuff about how you got to to where you're at now. Absolutely. So. Um, I'm gonna try to tell the the short the shortest version of the story that I can because it's it's kind of a long long story and I could I could talk about my whole uh, history with this for over an hour absolutely but the short version is no I do not code I'm an industrial and systems engineer so it's uh, it's sort of a more related to production and pro- and project management f- fields. I just graduated on December last year, so I'm just fresh out of school. And um, well, I live uh, I live in a city that is very uh, manufacturing oriented. The, the economy here is all about cheap labor, cheap manufacturing. So uh, studying industrial engineering, um, my almost all my classes and my projects and that kind of stuff was leaning towards those fields, right? Towards manufacturing and that kind of stuff which I'm not a fan of, and I'm putting that mildly. In fact, I kind of despise all of that crap, right? So... I can see how you kind of went in the opposite direction with going to make games. Absolutely. So, one day, I was kind of um, just uh, chilling around and, um, I don't know, playing some games and and whatnot, and a friend of mine told me about, uh, about a post that he saw on Facebook from a small gaming studio here in my in my city. By the way, my this, my hometown is called Chihuahua, like the dog. Okay, it's like the dog. So nice. he told me about uh, about this. It, it's it's a it's a it's a city about close to a million people living here. So it's not that tiny, but not that big as that also. But um, he told no, it's me also, about. I got a real quick question just about yeah. because we we actually looked it up on a map last night because we had to see where it was. Yeah, and we noticed that the city is. Um, 
is it also like a like a province or a state chihuahua as well like how is yeah. that what's the separation there in in mexico yeah so the city that i live in the capital city of the state of chihuahua and the city is okay. Chihuahua as well it's on the okay. border with texas state of texas gotcha Nice. So, so this friend of mine just told me about a post he saw about a gaming studio here in the city, and I was like, dude, that doesn't exist here, right? That there's no gaming studios in this city. That's not true. And then I went online, and yeah, there is a studio. There was a studio. So, uh, and the studio is called Ulienzo, which is where I'm now. So I send them an e a quick email. I ask it telling them, telling them that I saw their post, and I want kind of wanted to to join and help them out because gaming has always been my my passion my main it, 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 it became it started as my hobby but it's my passion really I, I've been gaming since I can't remember really and um, so I, I sent them this email but also this was this was a few weeks before I moved for the summer to the US because I, I went to the state of Oklahoma to Oklahoma State University over there on Stillwater in Oklahoma to study, to do some courses and engineering stuff. And this was a few weeks before that, so I told them that in their email, in, in my email, and, and they replied like, oh, let's, we'll check it out, and that's it. And I never got an answer back, funny thing. So I went there for, for my summer, and then I came back on July, and then I did my August, December semester at school. And I, I kind of forgot about it, so on November, during a during a late night homework period, right, pre-finals, I I kind of got a bit of the a bit of a depression, you know, in the sense that I was thinking those nights, right, where you start thinking about your future and what you're gonna do and how you're gonna figure that stuff. Pretty common on students during their last few semesters and their last, their last year on school. And I got in that moment and I was like, dude, I do not want to do manufacturing. I do not want to do this boring stuff with my life. So I, and, and I suddenly remembered this thing of the gaming studio and I just out of, I don't know, out of me just wanting to have a sort of a hope for myself, I sent them an email, another email, and um, I, got a, I got an answer. And a week later, I was, I was with them on the studio and I got the gig and uh, initially I was I, I joined the studio to help to help them with the social media stuff and the PR and getting the word out there for for the for the, the projects I was initially the kind of the face the public face of the studio with the gamers with the gaming community right and this was when the studio was about to to uh, just a few months before uh, posting their their Kickstarter campaign, the Kickstarter campaign for Mulaka, for a game based on an indigenous tribe here in uh, in uh, Mexico, and I I helped them with that. And unfortunately, the the campaign wasn't successful, but it it, it did help us to get to get a lot of exposure and a lot of of coverage from both the national and international press. And after that, things just, um, we just kind of began looking for uh, investments and looking for funding for the game and the studio on, in other ways, other mediums. And we finally got it, and then, I, and then they asked me to, to stay with them uh, as a full-time worker, full-time employee with the rest of the studio. And now I am the producer of this game called Moaka, and I'm the marketing manager for for, for both Mulaka and Hunter's Legacy, which is the platform game that we are about to uh, release on this July. And uh, yeah, that's basically the short version of the story. I joined them because I really wanted to do something in games, like almost anything. I do not code, but I do, I'm sort of a project manager type of guy, and I like PR, and I am, I'm, very, I'm a very close follower of the gaming industry, so I was like, hey guys, I can do some sort of PR, I, non, I understand gamers, you know, in, in many ways, because I'm a gamer, even, well, I mean, everyone of us at the studio, are, we, all, we all love games, but I'm a bit, uh, myself and other guy, mainly, maybe we're a bit more hardcore into what's going on in the industry, right? So, 
I, it, it was, I, I just pushed and pushed and pushed and, and until I got this this thing for me and it's in many ways yeah it's it's the dream because it's it, it's the sort of thing that for me living in an underdeveloped country like mexico it's it's a it's a sort of thing that you do not see as a possibility right it's something that we see as a very distant dream that only happens and is only achievable by guys lucky enough to have been born in countries that offer them this sort of opportunities and in many ways, it still is that thing. It's still it's still very very tough and very very rough to get into this uh, into this industry in Mexico because there's not much at all over here. And you just you just uh, told me uh, that I'm the first ever developer from Mexico on on your show, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Not that there aren't developers in the country, there are uh, quite a couple of uh, very good and talented studios and games being made in Mexico. But that's absolutely nothing when compared to almost any country that has a developed economy, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 in in many ways I'm sort of living the dream, and I'm I'm very very happy of being able to do this and take the challenge because yeah, it's a big big challenge to and making games and being in game development. It's a real job, man. It's a, it's it's a real difficult job. But I'd rather be doing this sort of things and taking undertaking this challenge and getting stressed out because YouTubers are not answering my emails or this kind of thing than being bored inside a manufacturing complex just listening to my chains making noise, right? So Absolutely. It's it's Absolutely. I'm very happy about this. That is awesome. That is really cool. So yeah, that's the that's the short version of my story. <laughs> Sorry if it was too long, maybe. No, not not at all. That that is fantastic. Uh, so, how many developers, or I guess, you know, just overall uh, employees, do you have uh, at Lienzo? We are seven people right now. Okay. We are seven people. That's uh, two programmers. Uh, that's three. That's I mean, two artists, two programmers, an animator guy, and a guy that does the animations. There's me. On, on production and marketing, and there's the the creative director on the studio. So we're seven people, and we also work with two musicians on um, that work as freelancers with us. Two very very talented musicians, and we do have our set of interns as well on the programming side. Very cool. Yeah. Very very cool. Well, uh, I guess let's yeah let's talk about what we're here for. Hunter's Legacy. What is it? Give us, uh, I guess, kind of the initial pitch, and then we'll we'll go on from there. Tell us why he's a cat. <laughs> why it's a cat? Because cats are cool. That's that's the reason. Really, cats cats are awesome. Who doesn't have cats, really? But so, Hunter Legacy is a two D action uh, platform game uh, that is designed as a Metroidvania kind of game. It's a game that uh, that was designed from the ground up to be. To appeal to gamers that uh, love and grew up with the system, the eight and sixteen bits era of games, where we begin like Super Metroid, like Super Castlevania, like it's some Mega Man games, and th- this kind of this kind of, of of challenging platformers that we that we now love and and uh, and look up as as inspirations for many of our designs, right? So. Yeah, Hunter Legacy is it, it, it's not a, a retro 8-bit pixel art platformer like uh, like many many of those in the indie market. Not, not, I'm not saying that those are bad. Actually, there's a lot of awesome games and on the indie space. But it's it, we we try to create a, a visually original project with a different uh, different style, different art style that when you play it, it feels like a, a 16-bit era game, a 16-bit era Metroidvania game. And this, this, uh, the game takes place on a universe that was uh, designed and created by one of our, artists, uh, of our artists. This is called Universe of Something. So his idea is to create this big Marvel-esque universe sort of where, uh, where, uh, where a lot of games, comics, animations, uh, short films, whatever can take place in their and this is the first project that takes place in that set, in that universe. It's called Universe of Something, and uh, in the game takes place in there with uh, with um, with a cat called Iki, 
and she is the huntress of Unimac and in in the game is basically a quest for her to stop the evil Mordil where you should uh, where he stole uh, a thing called the Fang of Alliance which led to a disaster and to the and to the overflow of monsters on the kingdom of Irpur and you must uh, control Iki and her twin swords, um, bow and arrow, a lot of different uh, stuff and abilities and just just have fun and get wrecked over and over because trust me the game is a challenge it, it's, it's a difficult game but the, uh, to, in my opinion the, um, the, right, uh, the right kind of challenge a challenge in a way that makes you as a player to, to actually learn the game's mechanics and just uh, learn the, the, the enemy's behaviors and, and keep moving forward that's that's Hunter's Legacy in a nutshell, really. Nice. Now, you mentioned that uh, this is the first project in uh, Universe of Something. Right. Uh, what's, what is that world? Is <clears throat> You mentioned kind of akin to Marvel in that, you know, it's a it's a big world. This is just yeah. kind of the, the first entry in it. Is, is everybody cat people in a Universe of Something? Are there all different kinds of species? Is it magic is it technological like what what is this kind of world that we're we're getting into it's more fantasy and magic oriented than anything else okay. and uh, and no there there are a lot of different species uh, and even in Hunter legacy yeah the, the main species and and, and the main inhabitants of Europe are cats but there are also different the enemies represent different species different kinds of people in a way, not not people as in humans, but as in different sort of uh, of animals, of sentient animals, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different, it's a, it's, the universe encompasses a lot of different stuff. Oh, and funny thing, I, I forgot to mention, this is very, very important. Hunter Legacy was, uh, was created, was made almost in its entirety by only two people, by just a programmer and an artist. Wow. And that's basically it for for a bit over a year. Yeah. Both okay. of them have never actually owned a cat, right? They, <laughs> one of them, yeah, they, they. <laughs> That's why they have this, this amazing dream world of what cats could be if, like, they set their minds to something <laughs> other than climbing into boxes or knocking things off of dressers. <laughs> well, f- funny thing, the main cat, the protagonist of the game, Iki, she is based uh, she's based on a real cat that the artist adopted in a way so there was this cat this orange cat that our artist uh, just found uh, on one day close to his place to his house and he fed her he, he fed the cat he fed the cat and the cat started visiting him visiting him I mean every single day at a very specific time and that lasted for over a month I think it was for two or three months and suddenly, just one day, this cat stopped uh, stopped appearing, stopped going to his place, and the cat's name was Icky. And he got he got sad because uh, as as you as you as you know, when cats just disappear, it's that's it's because something really happened to them, right? Cats do not just stop going to a place where they are being fed. So he got a bit depressed and a bit sad about this, and he created the main character of this game because of that of that cat so Iki Iki is uh, it's the, the Iki that we're seeing in the game is made in honor of a real cat that he that he grew dear to that he that, 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 that he adopted in a way okay so th- this is what these are the, the further adventures of what Iki went on to do absolutely uh. <laughs> That's his story of why Iki left him. Right. <laughs> this is this is what happens afterwards. This is what every like what we all fear goes on an <laughs> amazing quest without us. We are no longer needed. Yeah. Basically, yeah, and where cats learn to walk on two feet and use swords and a bow. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, now you mentioned also that um, 
um, you know, the, the game is very much inspired by the, the games that you love, uh, you know, kind of um, harkening back to 8-bit and 16-bit games. Um, what what are some of those games that inspired you guys that are, you know, some of your favorites that kind of fed into what uh, Hunter's Legacy is? So I think that Super Metroid is a big one. It's a big inspiration for us in terms of the game design and how... And how um, I'm, 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 I'm supposing that I, I think that you play Super Metroid, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Super Metroid is a game that really doesn't give you any sort of cool, like doesn't tell you anything at all. It just drops you in a world and just go and find the path and just find what you gotta do. So in that sense, uh, Super Metroid inspired the, the game design, the level design of Hunter's Legacy in many, many ways. Because Hunter's Legacy is a game that doesn't tell you specifically how to reach the next point that you should go to. You, you, you just have to take a look at your map and find a way over, over to that small red dot, right? And that's, that's something that we, that we as, as passionate gamers of that era, we, we kind of miss in modern gaming a lot. So we wanted to create something like that. Also, there's a bit of, of Mega Man, maybe Me- Mega Man in there. We, we took also some inspiration from... Um, from the Legend of Zelda series, not not in the sense of um, of gameplay, because it, it it plays very very differently, but in the sense of sort of the adventure feel, sort of the the progression on the game, and there's also a, some a, some few RPG elements in in uh, in Hunter Legacy, some character progression elements, some upgrades, and that kind of kind of stuff that we took a bit from the Legend of Zelda series that we absolutely love and adore. And more recently we looked at games like Shovel Knight for some game design inspiration. And, uh, but funny thing, the game that we've been uh, uh, compared to the most has been um, Dark Souls. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you know why. Because uh, of the challenge, really, because uh, they're very, very, very different games. But you know, many people right now associate difficulty games with Dark Souls. So uh, we've been compared to that game as well, but we, uh, we didn't necessarily got um, inspiration from Dark Souls at all. Very cool. Very, cool. Yeah. So yeah, basically, uh, platformer games from the 16-bit era and Metroidvanias from that time, mostly, and Zelda. Yeah. Nice. Because, because Zelda inspires everything, right? <laughs> In a way, yeah, it, it kind of does. Uh, you mentioned that. Uh, so obviously, you've got kind of, I guess, the progression of like a Metroidvania-style game. So are you, as you go through the world, you're picking up new abilities that allow you to get further into the world? Is is it a not open world as we kind of think of it today as being like a sandbox, but is is it a non-linear experience? It's it's linear and non-linear at the same time. So so there's there's a progression that like you gotta go to this area and get this and beat, beat the boss and get this. Now you gotta go to this next area and get this and, and beat the boss, right? But mm-hmm. you gotta find the entrance to that area in the world. Okay. And in in that way, there's also a lot of hidden paths, a lot of hidden secrets in all of the areas of the game. For instance, when I finish, I don't know, the fifth area of the game and I get a new ability, maybe I can get back to this fourth area and go to a specific spot that now I can access with this new ability and I can go th- that way and there's a secret, a, a hidden uh, thing that I can use to get an upgrade for my swords or my bow. And uh, mo- uh, all, all, almost all of these, well, not a lot of them, I mean, a lot of the upgrades in the game, uh, obviously all of the secret upgrades in the game are optional, and, but they are, they are designed to, to power you up and help you in the quest. And in, in a way, the game sort of forces you to go out of your way and find a lot of these different upgrades because you will need them really in the sense that it's very difficult. The game is just very, very challenging, especially on, on, the, on the last few levels, in the last few areas. The game really challenges you, and in, in, in that way, it, it, it pushes you to, 
go out of your way and go back to previous areas and explore and get and, and try to find hidden stuff and hidden hidden sections of the areas and get these things to 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 get some upgrades and this kind of stuff so it's it's uh, you, you you can call it linear but at the same time there's a lot of of optional backtracking if you may and there's a lot of secret paths and secret sections and entire secret sections of many of the levels that you can access throughout the game nice it it feels like a like a big like a big connected map in, in many ways think of super metroid really so think of super metroid's map design it's 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 a lot similar to that to that okay. sort of game now as as far as the um kind of like upgrades that you're able to to get um and the the more rpg like mechanics uh what what are some of the cool things that you you get to mess around with in the game Mm, so uh, you, you can upgrade your swords, which uh, during our beta testing phase we found the swords upgrades were the most popular ones because of how challenging again the game was. So there's uh, obviously the sword upgrade, the health upgrades, but there's also some uh, bow upgrades, and there's a hidden character in the game. There's a there's a character that you may never find, and he is hidden in different areas of the game. And um, he's a bit tough to find in, in some of these uh, of these sections, and he sells you uh, some um, wallet and quiver upgrades around. But uh, the the most uh, the most exciting upgrades in the game are the ones that are given you after you beat a boss a boss fight in a game, and um, uh, you can catch a glimpse of a few of the of those on our trailer of our on our trailers our two trailers. Just a, a couple of them allow you, for instance, to do a down strike that is super strong and can break uh, many bricks and many and many stuff. That, that, that's, that's a fun thing to mess up with, especially when you when you get to a bigger sections and bigger areas of a given section, and you can just jump down on a big on a big um, chasm and just strike down and hit enemies and discover new new areas new paths there's a dash upgrade that allows you to reach new to, to reach further areas further ledges which is a lot of fun when you go back to previous areas that you visited because you now realize that you could get easier access to some other parts of the game and also access to new to new sections and there's and there's also another upgrade that I, I don't know I do not want to spoil but it's it's an upgrade the, the last the last upgrade that you get in the game that it's um, it's a it's a new ability that just just a sort of um, a hint it has to do with mind control so it's it, it's a it's a new ability that um, that our our testers found to be very unique and very interesting because they didn't expect that because all, all almost all all of them expected a double jump you know your traditional double jump. And they got this thing instead, and it's it, it's a fun thing to mess up with, that is used on the on the on the last sections of the game. Okay, nice, very nice. Now, in um, looking at the uh, the Steam page that you guys have, you mentioned that kind of as you were playing through the game, uh, you talked about uh, kind of really liking the the music uh, yeah. behind the game. I. What 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 kind of vibe of music is this? What what do you like so much about it? I just love how good it fits with the game, with the, with the uh, with the areas, with the design, the environment design of all the game. It it I, I don't know I don't know what can, I can compare it because it doesn't sound eight bit at all. It, it it's not retro. It sounds very. And I know this is a very broad word, and and it doesn't tell much, but it sounds very gamey, you know. <laughs> it sounds very gamey, and I just love that because it, it does sound as a soundtrack that was designed for a video game, for a six, okay. for for a yeah, for a platform game, for 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 a, a game uh, a game of this of this vibe. I just. I know it's it's very hard to describe why why I love it so much, but and I'm speaking of me 
not as a re as a representative of the studio, but me as a gamer, I do love the music that our very very talented musicians uh, came came out with, because uh, they we we delivered full builds of the game constantly with with the full playable levels, and they played them played them over and over, and with that they they came out with the music. And in fact, we love the music so much that we decided to it, it, that it would be maybe a good idea to have it available as as a DLC. So we're going to be selling the soundtrack, the full soundtrack of the game, it's for just a buck, just a dollar on release date, and it's uh, it includes the full the full game soundtrack as well as some unused tracks that didn't make that didn't make it into the game. And it yeah it it's it sounds it just sounds so gamey. I, I, I just love I just love how it fits into the into the overall feeling of the game. Especially I, I can't wait for for our press copies to get out and listen to your feedback on the music on the soundtrack for the last level of the game. Man, that's it's so so good. I, I love how that how that sounds, how that fits with the atmosphere of the of our last level it's it's so cool i i, I love it and I, i'm i'm a fan of it of, of our of the soundtrack that these people came out with indeed that's awesome so i love it when, i love it when music is is good in a game yeah, yeah. it it adds a lot of punch to, hmm? to the game definitely sorry to catch up right Oh no no you're fine you had a, a, a music yeah, follow up question and I was going to completely change. No, it, it was just a random thought. It wasn't even a yeah. question. I'm, I'm done. Done. Okay. All right. Go. So okay. So weird, weird off the wall topic. Yeah. Uh, starting Sunday um, is the you know kind of like half year point where um, they run the summer games done quick marathon, uh, which is yeah. The, so it's a Twitch stream runs all week. Uh, I think normally the summer one is done for Doctors Without Borders, uh, but it's basically speedrunning. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of um, a lot of 2D platformers that have come out recently with like uh, uh, I want to say the oh man, I just had it in my head and it's gone. Uh, Acheron's Verge or something like that. Like they had special considerations kind of put into the game for the speedrunning community. Yeah. Um, is that something that I'm uh, just looking at the game and as 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 it is now. Is that something that you could see somebody really getting into and kind of trying to 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 maximize the uh, you know like okay, so I can get from this point to this point in this amount of time. And 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 how do you see that kind of kind of working out as this game goes along? Yeah, you know, it's very very funny that you mentioned this because actually, as a speedrunner that 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 is a, it's a very it's, it's a close member of that community that you just mentioned. He he participated in our beta testing sessions in our studio, and actually he was very good at finding bugs in our game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it takes a very special person to do that, and those exactly. guys have, like, I I don't know how they do it or how they even put that amount of time into a game, but they just have that that special little something that's like, no, you know what? Nobody else wants to walk up this wall. I'm gonna find a way to get up this wall. <laughs> Absolutely, they, they are amazing people at breaking games, and that's why we invited him. And he, and he did his job. He broke the game many, many times. So man, that was a nightmare. But yeah, he he, he did that. And yeah, and I'm I'm sort of giving you the scoop, guys, right now. This is the first time that I publicly. We like scoops as much as Baskin Robbins. You lay it on. Yeah, absolutely. Us. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm actually we're, I'm actually working on a contest for speedrunners. I'm actually we're gonna be launching a contest for speedrunners. I I don't have many details on 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 that, but it's basically we're giving uh, speedrunners uh, some time, a few months, to come up with the best time on video. And um, the the speedrunner that achieves the the world record will be getting a special, very very special prize. So yeah, we are getting involved with that community because I'm also I'm I'm a follower. I, I do watch Games Done Quick every year, and I just love what those guys do. I think it's it's impressive. It's, a, it's an impressive work. And uh, with this speedrunner that uh, that helped us, we uh, we're getting in touch with a couple of members of that community and. Uh, uh, I wanted to, to do this this contest. I, I just got the idea randomly, and I and I sort of went with it. 
And yeah, that's the scoop for you guys. We are doing a contest for speedrunners and expect more details soon on that. But yeah. That's awesome. That's super exciting. Because yeah, when they, when, especially when somebody, you know, when people of that caliber get a hold of a game like that, you know that not only does it, I think, speak to the quality of the game, um, that it allows for people to kind of, to, to not only get involved, but uh, to work kind of within a community to solve it. Uh, but to see the, the you know developers, you guys getting involved with them as well as well for the people that really love that game, that that's yeah. uh, that's really cool to see. Absolutely, yeah. I'm 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 a gaming enthusiast on on all aspects on all fronts, and I like getting involved with the gaming community. And I I, I don't like when developers sort of put themselves on these pedestals and just step aside from the gamers and are just game developers. I like to think of ourselves as the game developers and the gamers, right? So uh, it, this, is, this is an effort of, for, for me and from us to get involved more and more involved with, uh, with the community. And also, man, the, those speedrunners, those guys have talent. They are good at what they do. Come on, come on. I, I think I watched, I think, I think it was a Metroid Prime speedrunner that was like in an hour or something like that. That's, that's crazy. That's that's oh, they have some like truly ridiculous times. Yeah, that's and, that's and especially the ones where they do the um, uh, like they'll do the marathons where you'll have like they'll do like a seven they'll they'll have like a like a seven hour um, Majora's Mask run, and they they actually switch off between people because certain guys are better at this part than at other parts, and and they're all going for their personal best like together just to kind of keep passing that baton on. It is a. It's really not only like not only is it like excellent teamwork, but it's like that that camaraderie that comes from from spending hundreds of hours with a, with with something between each other. Right, they're super super talented people, super dedicated, and and on our game we hit a few tricks, a few sort of bugs and tricks in the game that are very very very, very well hitting that are designed. Uh, for speedrunners, and uh, we are not telling anyone where they are or how to trigger them, but they are specifically hidden there for speedrunners to exploit them and uh, and just get get through the game faster. And I just uh, they, I'm, they I'm, will I'm, absolutely I'm, find those and use they those. Will. <laughs> yeah, they will. They will. And I'm and then they will show you ones where you're like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Exactly, exactly. I'm pretty sure someone's gonna come up with a with a bug where you I don't know press A B A B A B enter this door get back out and it loads the final boss right <laughs> sort of a thing like that <laughs> and I, I'm just very excited for that to happen really because yeah. I, I I like the community and I like to get involved with them and uh, we're still planning what's the price gonna be but it's uh, but we want the the price to be something very very exciting and unique something that you can only get that way, right? Something something cool from us. So, yeah, we're Absolutely. getting involved with that. And I looked it up just because I had to, now since you mentioned it, uh, the Metroid Prime speed run that they're doing on the first game of, the the first day of Summer Games going on quick, um, is clocked at an hour and 23 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. An hour and 23 minutes, really? An hour and 23 that's, minutes is the, the time they put in for it. I can... <laughs> That game took me like 20 hours to beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really blow your mind, Jonathan. The Bastion speedrun they have up is for 20 minutes. What? Oh, yep. <laughs> oh my god. These guys do absolutely amazing things. Wow, uh, that's that's impressive. And yeah, and a bit mainstream, right? But the, uh, the one of the most uh, popular ones, the Ocarina of Time speedrun, mm -hmm. that that is what like 20 minutes, something like that. I, yeah, depending upon which uh, which way they do it, like I believe, like an any percentage run is something super short like that, yeah, because it's like it it's a series of backflips into the first dungeon, and then you end up at like the last place. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. that's crazy. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, super cool, super cool stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you've already talked some about you know uh, kind of getting in touch with the community with uh, you know the the speedrunners and. Um, beta testing and stuff like that. Is, is there any particular feedback uh, that you got about the game that maybe you guys weren't expecting or uh, really kind of changed the, the game uh, you know, in, in a good way? Uh, is there anything that you could think back on? Oh, well, yeah. I One thing that we got feedback of, on and we managed to improve upon that was uh, 
some more characterization, more, more dialogues from the game's NPCs, because uh, on the game, which is actually, this is on the demo, in fact, you get to a point uh, where you get to a town, to the airport town, and there's a couple of cats under, which are the inhabitants of this place. And you can talk to them, and they have uh, a dialogue, each one of them. But that initially, there was they had one line, and that was their line for the whole game. And we got some sort of feedback on maybe it, maybe trying to give them a bit more of character, more of a persona to them. And we then added um, dialogues that will change. The, uh, we we added more dialogues, more lines of dialogue for each character that change depending on where you were in the game. So after you beat the first, the, the second boss, you came back and they would tell you something different, right? Mm. And we okay. added, we had, this was a very quick thing that we added uh, because of some of feedback from our testers. And that, that it, it surprised us because that really changed a lot of the perception of many, of many of the testers in terms of the game's universe, the game's world and characterization. And that was something that we've never thought of doing. And that was, that, that was a, a fun thing uh, to do. We, we, we've been getting feedback as well on some of the mechanics, for instance, the aiming mechanics with the bow and arrow. We've been constantly improving upon that. And there's always also a lot of stuff that you, that a lot of feedback that you get that due to time constraints, right, you cannot improve or, or change because, well, you got to ship again, right? But the, but we've been learning a lot of stuff for uh, for a future entry in uh, in in this series or in any other game that we make. But yeah, there's there's a lot of feedback from all from all all sides. A lot of positive feedback as well with the visual style. Happy people been liking how the game looks. The music is getting a positive feedback too. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it it's a fun thing, you know. As a developer, it's very. It's very it, you can get very nervous and stressed when you are anticipating feedback, but it's also it's also fun and it's always good to have any sort of feedback, whether that's good or bad. You um, it's 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 nice to even have people playing the game and 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 addition and and in addition to that, taking some of their time to give you some comments. Right, that's that's uh, something that I personally love. And I'm um, I'm I'm inviting I, I invite players to try the game to try the demo now on Steam. It's an hour long demo, so you can uh, t- try a couple of, of the game's areas and mechanics. And it's I'm we're always open to any kind of feedback from from you guys and from any gamer out there that's willing to give this this small project a chance. Awesome. That is really cool. Uh, so you mentioned there, there's a, a demo out now for people to check out? Absolutely, there's a demo on Steam. You can just search Hunter Legacy on Steam, or I'll, I'll, I don't know if you can put uh, the link somewhere on the on the side of the description. I don't know. I don't know where you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll absolutely include links in, in the show notes to the episode. Awesome, that would be awesome. And yeah, there's there's, there's a free demo on okay. uh, there that uh, it, it will last an average player around an hour. It's an hour worth of gameplay more or less and yeah it's, it's available right now and you can check that out and we we've have we've, we've been having some uh, uh very very good feedback on that and we we're ju- we just want to get the most uh, the mo- the most amount of players to try this out and have fun with it very cool well brian do you have any more questions before we jump into the end game no i'm i think we're, we're ready to go Alrighty. All right. Uh, we like to end with a little bit of a questionnaire uh, that's more focused on you than uh, uh, than than the the studio itself or the game. Um, so uh, you know the questions come out fast and hard. Um, they're, you know, they're not that fast. They're not that fast. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, prepare to take your time. <laughs> you're, okay. you're under no time strictures at all. Okay. Um, but starting it off, I I can always edit out silence. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you got to think about it, some of them get kind of crazy. Um, okay, first shoot, question. Shoot. Who is your favorite video game protagonist? Ooh. Who's your favorite good guy or anti-hero? Somebody that you're you as the player are in charge of. My favorite protagonist. Oh man, that's 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 difficult. Crap. <laughs> oh my god. Um Oh damn, that's that's a tough one. Why are you doing this to me? Oh god. This is just... only the beginning. 
my favorite protagonist. It's difficult because I have a lot of, of favorite. I, I have a lot of favorites, but I'm not sure if I have a favorite a favorite protagonist. What's I'm the going, What's the first one you thought of? The first one I thought of, being completely honest, was Samus Aran. Samus from Metroid series. Yeah. Okay. That is 100% completely fair, and given the given where this comes from, or where, where Hunter's legacy comes from, that is a absolutely fair guess as well, or you know, like fair throughout there as well. She's great. Just, just fantastic. Yeah. Second question flips that coin. Who is your favorite antagonist? My favorite antagonist by yes. far it's Bowser. Oh really? Yeah. Very nice. By far. Bowser is the best villain in the entire gaming industry. Bowser is, I just I love that dude. He's got it down by now. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows how to. He knows how to both. He how to run that line between being just like just being a jerk or being the scourge of the Mushroom Kingdom. I have a collection of Bowsers, in fact, of plushies, amiibos, and figurines and stuff. Yeah, I I just love the guy. (laughs) Okay. Nice. That is excellent. Uh, next question. Um, are there any uh, trends in video games today um, that you would like to see kind of continue growing? Uh, something small that maybe people might not be t- paying attention to um, that you've noticed that um, you know, you'd like to see get out there more? Mm. Oh, that's, that, that's a good question. So uh, the first thing that came out that, that just popped in my mind, the first one, is the rise of 3D platformers. The, cor- the, the current sort of a renaissance that seems to be happening mm-hmm. or that's, that wants to happen with Ratchet and & Clank and next with Ukulele. Uh-huh. So with games like this, I want this trend to become a real trend, to this thing to become a real trend, and I want, I want the 3D platformer era of the N64 and PS1 days to come back, and also with with a with a crash announcement at at the PlayStation E3 conference. Oh, with, I, their, with I, their remastering of Crash, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want I want that to come back. I I just want the I just want the trend of 3D platformers just to just explode and have Spiral back and have Banjo Tree and have all these 3D platformer games coming out again as they did before. Okay. That is perfect. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, this also kind of flips the coin. Um, are there any tropes that you'd like to see just go away? Um, the the opposite of the trend. Something that there's just way too much of um, that you you think that the video game industry could just do without for right now. Oh, okay. So I want season passes to go away. Mm. That is fair. I want season passes to go away because they only. The the only thing that they that they do for me is just uh, when, whenever I see a season pass for a game, I always hundred percent of them just decide to wait for a full edition of the game and not having to deal with that. Especially in multiplayer games, I think that's 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 um, that's awful mm-hmm. because that that just fractures the player race in ways that you as a developer that for me doesn't make any sense at all for you to want to do it. I like. The, the Halo approach, the Halo 5 approach, where the map packs are free. I'd, I'd rather have free map packs and microtransactions in the game, smart microtransactions that do not disturb the player. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that than a season pass or expansion packs that fracture the player base in multiplayer games. So yeah, I want season passes to go away. Uh, Season passes, uh, the season pass for Doom, for instance, I just put an example of the new Doom game. That's the thing that put me off for the game. That's the thing that made me not buy the game, and I don't like them. I simply dislike season passes at all. I I, I want them to go away. Sure. That is super fair, and I, that is something that I've absolutely heard echoed, echoed out there, um, especially in a lot of like. Uh, comments and stuff when when they they kind of go through the initial trailer for a game and then suddenly at the end there's the big flash up for you know also pick up the season pass it's like yeah that's okay yeah and also all these digital pre-order bonuses that the, I, I, it just confuses many people because if I pre-order on Amazon I get this if I pre-order on GameStop I get this so how can I get the full game right the full thing and that that's a bit uh, I don't like that thing 
at all. And to be fair, there have been games that have done season passes right. To name a, to name an ex, to name an example for me, Mario Kart 8 did that phenomenally well. And The Witcher 3 did that fantastically as well. Sure. But I but I do think that those are the minority among a sea of system passes that just I don't know that they I, I don't feel a good value proposition on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I can think of the like the few that I've actually kind of participated with and picked up that I've been kind of nothing but disappointed with. Uh, the one that always comes to mind is the uh, Dark Siders two. Uh, season pass um, that was like three single player sections that were added in and each one of those was uh, completely disappointing when compared to the main game oh, like there awesome. was there was no part of the, the the 20 bucks that I laid out that I was like yeah I'm definitely getting my money's worth here that's 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 awful and also I don't yeah. like the trend of season passes getting more and more expensive that's right uh, yeah oh well, for real it, there might as well be you know some of them are, are just you're purchasing a second game right yeah. So for forty or fifty bucks for a season pass, I'd rather get I don't know, even three games, three cheap games on Amazon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that 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 a season pass that I don't know how good it's gonna be in. No, that's that's not that's something that I want to want to see go away. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, next question. Yeah. Um, you decided early on that you didn't want to work in a factory. You got into gaming, which is excellent. If you had no restrictions, is there any other profession you'd love to try? Oh, any other profession or Anything. any other industry? Both. Because inside inside the gaming industry, there's a lot of things that I want to try. Uh, if I had the time, I'd like to get more into game design. Uh, but also, I don't know, uh, I... I have a thing for gaming journalism as well. Mm-hmm. I can and, understand that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I've always wanted to do more of that. And I don't know what else really. I don't really know what else. Maybe I don't know. Maybe if if I, if I had no restrictions and I had plenty of money to live comfortably with without having to worry about any economic thing at all through my entire life. I don't know, I, maybe I could become, I don't know, a full-time YouTuber. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought of that. Really. Mm-hmm. But something gaming-related definitely would be the case. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. All right, next question. If you could go back and play any game with a fresh set of eyes, what would you play again? That's a good one. Oh, yeah. It's uh oh man, can I pick an entire series instead of just a game? Sure. Okay, so uh if I could pick an entire series, it would either be Metal Gear Solid, the entire Metal Gear Solid series, or Mass Effect. Maybe. Because uh, th- those are the two games that, that came out in my mind as, uh, as a series that really that really sparked some emotions in me that I've never experienced before. Okay. Emotions with the story and with the characters and with, with, with everything going on. Metal Gear Solid and Mass Effect. And maybe Bioshock could be in there, especially Bioshock Infinite for me. But yeah, Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Solid and Mass Effect could be those games okay that's excellent I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know that the correct answer from the kind of three that you put out there is Ma- mass effect that's, <laughs> that's the right one um just just Judge to let Jonathan's you know rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so so you're a big fan of mass effect right oh my god <laughs> So the just hours a, we have put uh, into podcasting really? about Mass Effect. <laughs> so ju- just just a quick note on uh, on a trip there, that I, there are no quick notes with Mass Effect. <laughs> on, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I guess so. If you're a big fan, definitely. On my last trip to um on on a trip that I did to New York City a couple months ago, I bought an art book, and uh, an art book uh, of Mass of the of the entire trilogy. 
-hmm. It's a big hardcover art book that has um, that was put together, I think, by some of the artists of the game, and has a foreword by Casey Hudson, the uh, the project director of the entire trilogy. I have that for bragging rights. It's nice. it's super beautiful because I'm a, I'm a big fan of my schedule. And I bought uh, a Tali Sora figurine. Ooh. Over there, it's 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 hand painted. It's super gorgeous. Just I'm 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 sending you a picture, an email later, so you can feel all the jealousy <laughs> invade you. It's so so. <laughs> it's, nice. It's, I have never been one up on anything Mass Effect related, so that that'll be good. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm looking at it right now. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful figurine. I have it on my desk right now. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, I'm a big big Mass Effect fan. And funny thing, I didn't play the games when they came out. I only played them last year. Yeah, it was last year only because um, I wasn't attracted to them. I know that's that's wrong to say, but I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't initially attracted to the games, but I found them for super cheap at a local store. The entire trilogy for the Xbox 360. I got them for their cheap, and I decided to play them. And oh boy. Oh my God! It's they're they're good games. Awesome. They're good, good, good games. Definitely. Indeed. Yeah. All right, Brian. All right. Final question. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad is there to greet us with the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? Oh wow. Why would I like Toad to? Tell me? To say to me? Yeah, as the gatekeeper, as he lets you into the, the golden gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, what, is, what, what does he say to you as you come in? Would you kindly come in? <laughs> I guess. A gentle invitation. Yeah. Very nice. With, would you kindly? With that phrase. With, with, the, with the, 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 the Bioshock phrasing. Absolutely. So it's, not, it's no longer a choice. It's now, yeah, I, I have to go in yeah. there. Right. <laughs> I like that. I Find like out that, that uh, Toad's actually the mastermind. He's uh, he's the one. Yes, yeah, he is. Making. Toad is actually Andrew Ryan. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, Toad, Toad is evil. Yeah. That, that's my theory. Toad is the evil. Is the evil mastermind behind Bowser and all the kidnappings of Princess Peach. Uh, I think so, uh, and I can stand by that. I could see that, you know, you, you get to the castle and Toad's like, hey, she's in another castle. What you don't know is that she was there moments earlier and Toad was like, hey, Bowser, get out of here. Get the princess to the other castle. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Just think about it. Who yeah. is who is the castle's gatekeeper? Who is it? Yeah. It's Toad. And how does Bowser get in all the time? That's that's good. Right. It's always the butler. Um, right? <laughs> Yeah. He's always the butler. Absolutely. Absolutely. Toad the hand servant. But that's it. You're done. You passed. Those were all the questions. Thank you so much. Uh, we have nothing to offer you in return for answering all of them, but our undying respect um, and Jonathan's chance to, uh, to take us home. Well, Aldolfo, thank you so much for joining us and talking about uh, Hunter's Legacy. If you could send us out by letting us know or letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more info about the game. Absolutely. You can go on our website. It's lienso.mx and you can find a lot of info uh, on the game. Uh, we also are on the social media on Twitter. Our, our Twitter handle is lienso.mx It's L-I-E-N-C-O-M-X lienso.mx and um, you can reach us uh, over there and we'll be always very very glad to answer any questions you may have and receive all your comments and feedback we are very we like to think of ourselves as a very open uh, studio that is on the same level as all of the gamers out there and we we, we love to hang out with you guys and and talk with you and listen to what and to anything that you gotta say to us and thank you so much for this for this chance to, to speak to you it's, it's been a lot of fun and I, I appreciate all the time and effort that goes behind this Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us, and good luck as you guys uh, kind of go through the final crunch to uh, to get Hunter's Legacy out there in the wild, and good luck with the uh, the launch itself. 
And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, to hearing more from Lienzo. Thank you so much. I just hope everything turns out to be fine in the end. I'm sure it will. I think you guys will be all right. Yeah, we got cats. That's, <laughs> that, that's a good point. Yeah.